0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 92 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Deitch. Matt, what's going on?
1: Not much. You're fresh right off of a fire call.
0: Fresh right off of a fire call, Matt. (laughs) I I had texted you and said, Hey, what do you got going this afternoon? Matt says, I've got nothing. Hey, why don't you come over here in about an hour? And uh, literally, probably about 10 minutes before you were supposed to be coming over here, I have to text him on the way down to the fire station hey you're gonna have to hold it or do this one on your own yeah so i'm back and uh wasn't a bad fire call so uh well,
1: thankfully especially as windy as it is today. oh
0: man golly i can't believe how God, the wind just decided to turn on and, right. and sounds like uh the weather's really supposed to cool down here the the couple days going forward and the wind is supposed to stay up
1: yeah so but then i heard that like we're supposed to get some warmer weather again here later, like in a couple weeks again too. It makes really it feel like summer.
0: Really? Well, you know, one thing about it, this is really going to cool the water down fast. I know these right. winds, uh, you know, anytime that you can get some wind along with the cold weather, you get those waves and, and it really cools the water down fast. And, and hopefully when it comes back around, the fall bites are, are really starting to turn on. I think they are in some places, especially right. yeah. up farther north uh, from here and. Starting to see a lot of pictures on Facebook. Uh, I know you're starting to see a lot of sturgeon pictures from them guys up in Minnesota. Yep. I know that that's something that, that happens once the water starts cooling down. And, and I'm sure, you know, if you get up into North Dakota, northern Minnesota, you know, it's it's a lot different than even what it is down here in, in northwest Iowa.
1: Yeah, and like you said, starting to see a lot of guys starting that fall walleye bite is really going into full effect uh, even down here i've been getting some messages from guys that have been doing really good so starting to get up shallow
0: and and starting to do stuff like that
1: yeah things yeah. like that uh just all around i think that uh they're still a little bit on that transition but they're starting to get up there
0: well you know what uh what our buddy uh walleye will said they're gonna go deep before they come shallow That's and right. so they're they're in between guys give it time so you know uh, speaking of walleye uh uh a little while ago just today i was kind of scrolling through facebook and i saw something that i really thought was kind of interesting and uh forgive me for not remembering who it was i knew i should have screenshotted it and uh you know talked about it then but uh i didn't screenshot it but uh i think it was one of the nwt guys or or some tournament walleye guy i had one of those pictures where uh, you know, the guy's walking with his girlfriend, but he kind of turns around to look at the other girl that, you know, walked by and the girlfriend's kind of looking at him like, you know, what the flip, Mm -hmm. whatever. And, and, uh, so the, the girlfriend that was looking at her boyfriend is tournament walleye anglers. The guy is tournament organizers. And the girl that walks by is the Oshkosh, uh, chamber of commerce. And, uh, You know, I I started looking and a lot of the big names in the fishing industry, I mean, uh, Corey Sprangle, Max Wilson, a lot of these guys were on there and and they were talking about how they don't like continuing to go back to Winnebago up there in Wisconsin, you know, by Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Uh, You know, they kind of talked about the Battle of Bago, uh, one of the big tournaments up there that, you know, it, it really killed out a lot of the fish um in the spring a lot of people go out there and keep a lot of the fish but you know i i think the the chamber of commerce there in oshkosh is willing to pay big money to keep getting these tournament uh organizations to bring a tournament back there every single year and um you know because of the because of the economic right, revenue yeah. that it brings into their town but uh that really got me thinking, you know, even on the bass side, you know, walleye or bass side, uh, how many tournaments is there that, you know, when, when they're going through, when the schedule gets released, you know, they're looking and it's like, what the, you know, here again, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't know, I guess you just kind of think in your head, like everybody's like, well, this one plays into my wheelhouse, you know, and some guys are like, well, you know, that's just not my just not my tournament but you know it it really kind of seemed like a lot of people were not super happy about
1: it right and it could be a combination of like you said of them not ever having success there maybe there's not uh i don't know like ample camping parking and stuff like that for them there there's not much the town doesn't have a lot to offer to the pros when they come in but i yeah that would suck to you know, it, going to a place that you don't like. Um, but, again, I guess it's on the schedule. Good for Oshkosh for, you know, really wanting to promote their city and if they're willing to pay these guys to come in there because they know the economic effect it has on their community. But, I don't know, as a fisherman, I know a, a lot of them were complaining when they were out on Oahe in, in pier a few years ago.
0: The the walleye guys or the bass The guys? bass guys. Right, right. And... Yeah, I guess. I, I think it always plays into someone's wheelhouse. You know, there's somebody from up right. there around Wisconsin that's like, I can't wait for it to come back to Winnebago. But uh, you know, there's always people that it 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 it's not it doesn't fit their fishing style. But you know, I think in everybody's head they think of a fishing tournament where everyone goes out and just smashes fish. You know, I mean it. You know, they're bringing back monster fish. But does it really kind of showcase the best anglers when it is one of those grinder tournaments?
1: I think it does.
0: You know, I mean, it, it, is, it, is it as good to the fan? No, probably not. But, I Which, mean, it really does show, you know, when when half the teams aren't bringing in a limit. I mean, you know how good those guys are that did bring in a big yeah. bag.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll look at the tournament that was you know switching to the bass. side, look at the Bass Open that just happened at Lake Hartwell, with all the spotted bass and stuff. I mean, the one guy uh, got on largemouth right away and had a huge day one, and then the second day he only caught three fish, but he's still in the top ten. Really? Yeah. So I mean, yep. sometimes when the weights are tight like that, you know, it can. You're never really out of it, I guess. So
0: right. I I forget what the guy's name was. It was like J C something. But, uh, I texted you about it. Um, day one, he was a co angler, but he caught a six pounder. And, uh, he only caught one fish, and, and, you know, everybody else that was in the top 15, you know, had caught all three of their, you know, keepable fish. But he was still sitting like in eighth place, (laughs) you know, because everyone else is catching, you know, three fish for, you know, five, six pounds. yeah, Yeah, exactly. A pound eight each or something like that. And, uh, Uh, you know, he smashes one per six, but you know, it's like, man, if you could have just found two other little spots to go along with that, I mean, you, you might've had her on cruise control all the way, all the way in there, but no, I don't know.
1: You know, thinking it's, it's hard to say, you know, like if I I suppose if the anglers complain enough, they're going to stop, maybe they'll stop going back there. But I mean, you as a business person, if that town is paying you to come there, why would you not keep coming back there? Well,
0: you know, and and uh, it's not like there's twenty five professional walleye tours that you know, like ah piss on it. You know, right. I ain't fishing NWT. They keep going back to baggo You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over and fish. You know, one of these other ones. Like, there's not a ton of options. And at the end of the day, you know, as a tournament angler, you are kind of an employee of
1: the organization. The organization yeah. You know,
0: so. Uh, you know, as much as you can kind of, you know, if, if you get a group of you, you know, and you tactfully go to your boss and say, Hey, I'm not really liking this anymore. You know, what do you think about one of these other towns or whatever? But at the end of the day, they turn organizer and, and that, uh, that brand kind of gets called the shots.
1: They're, yeah, they really do. I mean, you're kind of at their mercy. I mean, they're going to try to cater to you as an angler and they want you to be happy with the schedule, but sometimes it's, that's just the way it's going to fall. You know, sometimes you might the bass anglers there's a lot of them that are really happy when they have to go to tidal fishery because they're not right right. very good at tidal fishing and they'll admit well you know i do need to get better at it but i mean it's just
0: well with that it's not you know most lakes are not tidal fisheries right so i mean it's not like yeah i'm just going to drive four hours away from my normal lake i mean if you're a guy from up here in you know minnesota uh you know missouri uh, any of these landlocked states i mean you have to drive a ways to get onto a yeah. tidal fishery. You know, it's oh, not yeah. just something that it's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna hop over to the tidal fishery yeah. now. You know, it's like, uh, um, oh,
1: this weekend I'm gonna go do that. Right?
0: Yeah. yeah you, you know, for for anybody who's up here in the upper Midwest, uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have <laughs> 20 hours of driving before you can even think about it. So, whatever, that is what it is. So,
1: it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with it if they keep going there.
0: Right. Right. Well, now that I know that they're upset about it. You know, it's going to be one of those deals whenever I see a walleye tournament uh, post-its schedule for the upcoming year. I'm always going to go and look to see if Oshkosh is on it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there, there's got to be other lakes or river systems that they visit that almost set up like that, too. where there's, Right. I mean, they're going to go out to Chamberlain. And Chamberlain's not, you know, there's not huge, a lot of huge fish. Right. There's a lot of fish. But, I mean, so... I don't know. Maybe they just don't like the strategic part of it, where they gotta they gotta say, "Are we gonna keep this eighteen incher? Or are we gonna throw it back and yep, and hope yep. for a uh, you know a nineteen 20, incher? Yeah, nineteen <laughs> incher. Yeah, yep. you know. And then you catch your one. If you do catch one over twenty, and it's you know twenty three, it's like, do we keep that one or do we keep holding out in hopes for a twenty eight? So
0: yeah, I think from from the way that they talked about it, I think if you catch a twenty three incher,
1: your well, yeah,
0: I, I think you know. I, I, I don't know. I've never been there, and and honestly, I've never really paid too much close attention to the results. It just it is what it is. I look to see who's in first, and I you know look Great. to see who's you know close there behind. But uh, no, uh, Matt, you know, wait with with walleye or pff, with walleye with ice fishing right around the corner, and you know we've talked about this before. Uh, you know, kind of this tackle shortage. Uh, me and my brother were talking the other day about, you know, starting to buy some ice tackle, starting to buy ice stuff. And and he made the comment to me, you know, it's hard for me to spend any money on ice fishing stuff when the ice isn't here, you know, like right now for him, you know, he's starting to do some goose hunting, you know, uh, deer hunting opens here in the next week. Um, you know, so that's what you spend your money on, you know, stuff that you're doing right now. But, uh, you know we've talked about this plenty of times before now's the time to be buying the open water tackle if you can find it yeah. you know because they have good sales and whatnot and uh you know this year with with the talk of how much shortages there are you know you might want to be the guy that's first on the ball you know starting to buy some of your tackle that you're going to need for this ice fishing season now right while while it's still available because once you know once the lakes lock up it might be hard to come by
1: exactly i mean if we saw like you said if if we've learned anything from this open water season it's you know instead of just buying one or two jigs you might want to buy like four or five of them right nice thing about ice fishing tackle it is one of those things that you don't tend to lose a lot as much right like open water stuff like when you're casting and all that so that's one nice thing about it but there you're still going to have the occasional pipe you know Pipe come through, or you know, you hook into a largemouth on one pound test line or something like that, and you horse it too much, or your knot just fails on you. You know, there's things that happen, so yeah, definitely now is the time to start stocking up on that stuff because you know you, all you're doing is catching them on this one jig, and you go into the store and it's like you can't find that one jig anywhere, and a lot of the new stuff is coming out, so everybody you know wants to buy up the new stuff. Yep. Uh, Yeah buy it now if you can
0: right so that, that got me thinking and you know we had talked about this here a couple minutes ago uh top five lures that you feel everybody should have in their box this year and uh you know i, I like you say um you know you don't want one of your favorite lure you want lots of them and if you open up my jig box uh you know my certain lures that are certain jigs that i really love i've got Fifteen, twenty 20 of them you know and, and i'm not a guy that's got like you know just tons and tons and tons of jigs but i know what works for me so i you know every success. every time i go to the yep. bait shop you know it's like oh, i'll take three of these and you take three of those you know eight times and all of a sudden you've right. got you've got quite a collection well of
1: them. well to go along with that too is you're not only fishing for yourself a lot of the times you're bringing your kids out you're right grady aubrey out and uh stew the noob and yeah well you, and <laughs> you do you take friends along yeah, and yeah. you're introducing them to it and so it's just like okay you do want to have multiples of that because we've had it before where you're smashing them on one thing and i'm on this and you're just like well we start talking to each other and it's like well what are you using well this is the color i'm using this is what i'm using it's like well i'm using this color and i haven't had any success on it you switch up and boom! It, yep, that's and what it I means. so and sometimes it's like, well, I don't have that one. Well, I got an extra one. Here, tie it on, you know, so.
0: Right, and and we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second, you know, why you buy the baits that you buy, you know, whether it's open water fishing or ice fishing. But uh, before that, uh, top five jigs and lures uh, that, that you feel everyone should have in their box. Uh, you want to start and give your five?
1: Oh, yeah, I'll start. Um, and this is like no particular order. Like, right, right. It's not ranked top five. I'll just start off with uh, two jigging spoons. Um, a buckshot rattlespoon. So, in case, you know, I like a mid range one so I can go after walleyes or perch with it. Yep. You know, usually fire tiger or like that orange glow color is kind of the one I usually like to have in there. Um, that and uh, a cast master rattling spoon. Oh, yeah. Yep. I like to use those. Sometimes I, I'm i going to say combined one with rattles and one without. Sometimes it's nice to have it without. Right. Uh, sometimes if you have a smaller one of those, you can get into aggressive panfish bite and they'll they'll hit that over yep. just a single tungsten jig. So I'd have to go with that. One of my favorite colors is that in that one is the orange tiger glow. It's kind okay. of an orange color with black tiger stripes on it. Okay. I really like to throw that one. It's got a gold back on it. And that's on the oh, master? Yeah. Okay. I throw that one I say. I like to drop that one down yeah, the hole. Drop that one. Yep. Um, you know, when we fish with yellow bass I've had success using that one yep those are those things seem to be a little bit more aggressive and it's kind of fun to get them on a jigging spoon uh another one is a clam dingle drop jig that's kind of my like when fishing is tough i'll kind of go with that one I i like a gold color yep It's kind of got the little ball thing that has a little chain. A little dropper chain with a
0: little ball on it.
1: Yep. But I always, that, I always like to take a little bit of super glue. They have like a little plastic thing that holds that there in place. Okay. And that thing has a tendency to slide off all the time. So I'll just take like a little dab of uh, super glue and just put it on there so that it stays on there. And I don't lose that ball and chain. Really? Yep. Okay. So um, that, um, then... Yeah, a swirl clam swirl jig i had a lot oh, of yeah. luck on that one oh, last yeah. year and then well and i know this one will be your number one but the Chikai, the custom jigs and spin Chikai. i mean you absolutely just, you just can't go wrong with that one yep and i guess an honorable mention i'll throw an honorable mention in there and it'd absolutely. be
0: like let them have it
1: would be like a pilkey type like yep. a, a shucks jigger spoon and stuff like that so
0: yep no I, I love those also um my uh let me pull it up here my top five uh also uh rattling buckshot uh from northland tackle and and you know last year me and you were up well me you and and a few of us were all up uh kind of in uh the Wa bay area and uh we were out on enemy swim and and a bunch of those lakes up there in, in the webster area we'll call it but uh you know that was really what a lot of us had a lot of our success on uh you know with the rattles i, I felt like we could call the fish in with that and uh, we were just putting a full minnow dorsal fin hooking it, yeah. you know, underneath of that. And, uh, you know, I think the minnow itself would, would you know, get that rattle going quite a bit. But, uh, you know, we would we would also do some jigging along with it. And we were catching smallmouth bass. We were catching walleyes. We were, you know, you've got Rowing a nice everything. perch. And, yep. and uh, uh, you know, we, we had some success on that. And that was one of those deals that before that wasn't something that I really... I thought I should use a whole lot. So, uh, you know, in one trip, all of a sudden it went from being a zero to a hero. Right. So, oh, yeah. You know, and and that,
1: that can happen. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited for that Tika Minnow from uh, um, Clam this year. Uh, you know, obviously I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, man, I've had tons of success on it. But, uh, you know, we all have used those jigging Wraps before, and obviously this is uh, Clam's version of that jigging Wrap. Um, I think... I, I really do think uh with the construction of solid zinc uh it's machined of solid zinc there's no plastic fins and everything else uh, i think it's going to be a little bit stronger than than uh you know the Jiggen and wraps and uh i forget what acme Hyperglide is yep. that what it's called yep. you know and and maybe it won't be i don't know but i'd like to think it's going to be so i think that's something that everyone should give a shot this year um next up uh the custom jigs and spins check. I, this is my personal favorite jig for panfish. I love the black, uh, with the glow spots. Um, you know, I know a lot of people up in Northern Minnesota and whatnot tend to go a little bit bigger for their panfish, but us down here fishing a lot of the clear water, like over on Okaboji, we tend to downsize a little bit more. And, uh, I like to pair it with a waxworm. I know Matt likes to do a lot more plastics, but, uh, you know, find what works for you, have both along. And, uh, you know, I, I think that one of the two is going to work for you. Yep. Uh, the leech flutter spoon, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's one of those jigs, uh, uh, by clam, uh, Craig Oiler came out, uh, with a video here, uh, two, three years ago of him catching a big old brown trout out on Pactola with it. And, uh, that was right when me and Craig had just first become Facebook friends. I didn't know the guy from Adam, but I thought that fricking video was so awesome. And I commented on it and I'm like, you know, what color were you using? And he said the golden red. And I'm like, I gotta buy him. So I did. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's just been one of those deals that, you know, I've caught quite a few walleyes around here, uh, you know, over at Okaboji and whatnot with it. When I got out to the black Hills, that really became my favorite rainbow trout bait. And, uh, I like to put, it's got a treble hook on the bottom. I like to put, like, packet full of waxworms down on the bottom. Just a chunk of meat down there. I'm sure you could do minnow heads. I've done minnow heads up on Ponset, and uh, that worked good for me up there, too. But I really like that leech flutter spoon, uh, especially in the gold and the red. That's that's just my go-to
1: well the nice thing about that one too and like with a lot of these things is they come in a variety of different sizes
0: yeah oh right right i mean and i've got some of the big ones that you know kind of have more of the rainbow trout look to them because i know that the lakers out on pactola and Deerfield and whatnot could uh could go after those but i like the smaller ones you know for i'm kind of one of those guys that does a lot more of the smaller jigs
1: well like you said we're kind of used to that with the finesse that like Fish in Okapoji. You, ha- right. you have to have a finesse presentation. So. Right,
0: right. So, yeah, you know, I mean, do do what works. Buy all three sizes, take them all out, and figure out what works best for
1: right. you. But, uh,
0: you know, at the end of the day, to have two extra jigs in your jig box, oh, man, wouldn't that suck? <laughs> so, And last, last but not least here on my top five, and, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy that I'm going to throw this on my top five because I have never personally caught a fish on it but that's uh the Z Viber from Euro Tackle. I, I that's crazy to me that I'm going to sit here and tell you top 5, but uh you know this kind of rolls into the next deal. I mean, I see this Z Viber all the time on Facebook. I see the Z Viber all the time on YouTube videos that I watch. And so I bought some. And I can't catch a fish on them. But yet I feel like i i feel like the people on facebook and whatnot have done such a good job at promoting it that i feel like it's got to be a good bait it's just me that that's not catching them your tackle
1: has done that they've done a good job of what they're marketing and getting them into people's hands and really getting the word out there
0: right and so now this year they came out with a micro and so i saw it and i just kind of got you know drawn into it it's like oh you know i'm i'm the guy that always likes the smaller stuff Th- that's mm. why you know i needed the smaller version and man you know this is going to be you know what i catch all the bluegills and crappie and perch on and whatnot but maybe i'll go all year again and, and <laughs> won't catch fish on it you know i i i dropped the glow like it it's a it's a white looking one and the whole entire thing glows and uh, I did that a lot uh, last year when we were up uh, northeast South Dakota at night. You know, I would bring it out. I would yeah. charge it. And and it seemed like I could get the fish to come in, and I would start marking them. But once they came in, I couldn't get them to actually commit. So maybe there's too much glow on that one. You know, like, I'm a believer in glow because I love that check eye jig that is black with the glow spots. But maybe that's, you know, a subtle enough glow, glow that you know, it's not the whole thing is glow. I don't know. Maybe I'm an idiot for sitting here telling you I think I am an idiot for sitting no, here and no, telling you. No, 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 well, no. how do you how do you how do you put on the top five baits? These are the five baits that you need in your jig box. How about this one that I've never caught a fish on? But god dang it, Facebook tells me that they catch uh, one. I know. But <clears throat> I don't know. So- I,
1: maybe it's something that you just need to you just need to tie one on and say you're going to fish with it the whole day
0: i will not do i i have tried you know that's
1: that's that's sometimes how people like are like to get good at something you know i'm just going to go out there this is what i'm going to use today i'm going to force myself to use i've done that a couple times and actually end up having success on it it's like you gain a little more confidence in it so that way you always have it on the back burner so if it's like okay fish ain't biting i can go to this now
0: have you have you ever had a bait that you actually did that with and you, like, now it's it's one of those baits that you feel real confidence in. Like, I feel like if oh, I yeah. went out there with a Z-Viber and actually finally caught one, you know, forced myself to catch a fish on it, I think I'd take that rod and frickin' chuck it across the lake, and then I would <laughs> drop a check-eye jig. That's what I'd probably do. But I don't know. I just...
1: I, this well this this spring it happened i i've always told myself i was going to learn how to do the football jig and all that throw a football jig and you know gain competence in it and i've done it a few times and it just was like oh i can't you know this just i can't do this well this year i was out i was fishing for smallmouth and i was just like i was catching them i'm going to do it boys I'm like i am i was like i had it tied on i'm like i'm going to i'm going to do this and i'm going to give it a fair shake you know i'm going to work it i'm going to fish for it with it for for a while and see what happens and I threw it out there and it took a little while but then I started getting a feel for it first and then all of a sudden boom I got my first bite on it so it was just like all right and then I just kind of figured it out and it was just like all right this is this is how it works but then all of a sudden you go back there a month later to do it again and now the way the lake sets up you can't use it because it's too weedy it's too you know so it's just like oh okay so maybe I've been trying to do it at the wrong times of the year and everything so
0: I want to go out with a Carolina rig
1: I strictly go Carolina rigging all day it. long right just give it a shot the old ball and chain
0: <laughs> you know and maybe like I feel like uh with bass fishing maybe it's because I'm not as experienced with bass fishing or walleye fishing uh like I'd be more open to trying something different and going with it all day but like when it comes to ice fishing well you, you
1: know success with the one thing that it's just like it's hard to go away from it because no matter what when times are tough you know you can probably catch something on that.
0: Isn't that crazy though? Like I've had so much success with that one thing, like and I mean, one color. It's I not mean, like
1: it's not like oh okay. Well, this time I'm gonna throw this color on or that color on. It's just like that one color, I just seems to work. I do
0: go with gold. Right. I do with go, go with gold. Yeah, and from I don't time know what it time is check eye jig. I just but,
1: don't know what it is about gold. But gold is just such a great all around for sure ice fishing color for
0: sure. I love the black and and glow spots on that check eye jig, and I will go with the gold. But uh, uh, I mean it. It's truly crazy when you sit and you look at the my fishing pictures over the last five years, we'll say uh, ice fishing pictures. Ninety percent of the fish that I have caught. Even walleyes have been on that right. check-eye jig. You know, I mean, I've been up on, you know, up in northeast South Dakota and hammered perch on that check-eye jig. I've been up... While there, everybody
1: you know, else is using a spoon or something. Right. Trying and, to catch him with a spoon because that's what everybody says. That's how you got to catch them.
0: Yep. And, and, you know, it was just one of those deals. I went up there with those guys that, that had experience up there. I knew what I personally, you know, had experience using... So I dropped a check, eye jig and boom, I catch a walleye. It was like, well, God dang it, that was fun. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we start getting on them perch and, and, you know, I'm telling these guys like, man, you guys got to come over here and you know, well, we're marking them, but we can't catch them. I don't know. Try one of these little black tungsten jigs. Like, no, they ain't going to bite on that. Well, I got a pile of eight in front of me and we've been here for 15 minutes <laughs> and you guys don't have any. So, uh, you know, maybe you want to think about it. And, and most of them did, most of them, you know, switched over and, and, uh you know, I think seeing is believing and, and, uh, you know, that's, that's one of those deals where, uh, I want to know Matt, like, why do you buy the jigs and the baits that you buy, whether it's open water fishing, whether it's ice fishing, why do you buy the stuff that you buy? I feel like for me personally, especially with bass fishing, I go out with you and I, I don't have the stuff. So you're like, Hey, why don't you try this? And you know, you'll give me, you know, the at one point in time you gave me a drop shot weight and a drop shot hook okay so this is what you're going to do and you know this is the plastic that we're going to put on that that hook or whatever you know you taught me how to throw chatter baits you taught me how to do all this stuff I mean even even on the walleye side you know 90% of the walleye fishing that I know I learned from you but that's why I go and buy the stuff that you know I had success with you while using your stuff so then I turn around and go and buy the exact same stuff and you know now we're talking about me buying these z vibers because i see them on facebook I, I feel like i'm more apt to buy something from personal experience you know or when a friend suggests it but obviously social media you know youtube videos is another big player in that why do you personally buy what you buy
1: well from the exact same reason that you you do i mean from fishing with friends that have you know, that are using it and have success with it. And then it's like, okay, I go out and buy some of that stuff and then I try it and it works. Um, another reason is, you know, just the advertising they do TV wise, it's like, okay, yeah, this stuff, let's check it out. Um, I've, I've, I used to be that way of whenever I came out or whenever you see a bait on, Online, that it's just like everybody's like, oh man, you know, throwing on game changer and all that stuff. Game changer. And it's game just changer. like, and, and sometimes I'd always be like, okay, yeah, I got to get that. Or, you know, the classic was one on a square bill crankbait this year. Well, I better buy some square bill crankbaits. You know, I got to go and buy 10 of those dang things because that's what the classic was one on. But then after a while, it's kind of like, you know, no, I don't. <laughs> it's like,
0: because I'm not fishing that body of water right, for it's one. It's
1: like, okay, so. I don't know, just through that type of stuff, reading articles in magazines, about the only reading I'll ever do is like that. And you're like, right. I can't sit right. down and read a book, but I can read a fishing article. Yep. Um, that's kind of why I buy this stuff. There might be times in a store where I'm looking at things and it's just like, you know, I'm going to give this thing a shot. I'm going to grab this and see it on the shelf and be like, that looks like it could work. Right. And then go out there and it totally doesn't. So it's like, well, I'm glad I only bought one of them, so...
0: When, you know, maybe sometimes we give fish too much credit, you know, I mean, there's people that catch pike on hot dogs, right. you know, I mean, out with tip ups and whatnot. And I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Some of the baits, you know, like you think about the perch talker, you know, like right. the perch talker, well, they, I mean, it's such a simple bait, but people have had success with it. You look know what a cinco. Right. A
1: Senko looks like a little stick.
0: But I mean, <laughs> you like, know. I mean there's so many of these baits. I mean, think about, you know, these spinner rigs that people pull for walleye and whatnot. Right. Like I mean, as you look at that, it's like you know why well, yeah. you know, there there's no fish that are gonna buy that. But then like you think about on the bass fishing side, like some of these lunker hunt and you know, savage gear, you know, snakes, you know, that yeah. look realistic and spiders and everything else. And, you know, I mean, they are realistic, like they are ultra realistic. If you threw those on the ground in your house, your wife would freaking, you know. Scream. Right, exactly. But I don't think that they catch the fish as good as these oddball, goofball looking, you know, who the heck would ever, you know, what kind of fish would ever bite that. But that's, you know, I mean, we're not fish, so I guess we just don't really know what, uh you know what makes fish bite and what makes fish not bite you know
1: and that's and that's just why after you have success with something you stick with it and that's what you're always buying
0: yep next up matt uh so last night me you uh my neighbor jeremy k our buddy jeremy k not just our neighbor my neighbor whatever blah 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 but uh you know we're setting out the races and this is something that i've kind of been thinking about Uh, all year long because i've got some racing t-shirts i know you always make fun of the racing t-shirts
1: i don't make fun of your wife does yeah your wife makes fun of the racing T-shirts. shirts. i always used to have racing t-shirts
0: okay so so we got these racing shirts and you know i know that you're probably sitting here looking at the notebook i got next to me and it says fishing shirts and i I don't think that i'm going down an avenue that you expected me to here with fishing shirts but uh You know, like even last night, Jack Dover wins a sprint car race. You know, Jack Dover's from down in Nebraska. I like Jack Dover. He likes to run the high side in the sprint cars. You know, I mean, he's good, whatever. And I was dead set. I needed to go out and get a Jack Dover shirt. I didn't because towards the end I was like, for God's sakes, I just want to go home and go to bed. But, uh, you know, I I wanted a Jack Dover shirt. I've got, you know, Logan Shuhart sprint car. I'm a sprint car guy. So I've got a couple sprint car razor T-shirts. But I really got to thinking, I don't think that there's one fisherman professional fisherman now whether it be on the walleye side or the bass side or whatever that sells a shirt similar to a racing shirt
1: mike cannelly does does ike he has i've seen ike t-shirts before
0: okay so but Um, i mean is that an abu garcia deal that you know
1: i think it might be i or no it might be his brand or his foundation and stuff like that that does but i know what you're saying where you're going at here i like i have a t-shirt that has gerald swindle on it do you really yeah but it's a toyota one okay it says like big big bass big bucks big trucks okay so
0: but like what i'm thinking like in my head is like you know on the front of the shirt you know something like uh you know take for instance uh
1: i know what you're saying like they're billowing setting, they're you know, setting a the hook on a fish on the front of it exactly or they're driving their boat and it says like dollar bill lowing across it with a big dollar sign and on the back it has all the exactly. sponsors i think you might be on to something I mean, here you know, scott
0: why why wouldn't you why you know like if i'm seth fighter you know i mean the mullet and the mustache is you know no, something who
1: tungsten has t-shirts that but they're woo tungsten t-shirts but
0: they're woo tungsten shirts i mean seth fighter is fishing for a living that is his job right and you know what he takes a lot of uh money you know from from sponsorships and and whatever else you know seth fighter does but why would not you get a website and sell t-shirts for $20 a piece, those same t-shirts that you can buy for $7 a piece and right. make yourself your 10, 13 bucks whatever, charge the people shipping and handling for a $20 t-shirt that you got to pay $5 shipping and handling on, you still can't buy a cool t-shirt anywhere else well, for less then, than that.
1: And then also you can have them with you when you're traveling and when you're at these tournaments and people are coming up and getting your autographs cuz you know i'll tell you the truth now that you're talking about this had when i was at lacrosse that time for that event and you can walk right up to them just like at the races afterwards right and you can if they're there and be like hey you know hey mike you got any t-shirts for sale yeah i got some right here in the truck what size do you need get them to
0: autograph right it and, it's
1: like 20 bucks here you go i, I mean, mean you could probably make i mean
0: i'm just sit- i'm sitting here thinking like i mean like have you know an animated you know cool deal you know a cool uh, a picture, you know, of kind of an animated deal, you know, just fighter like standing on the front bow of his boat, you know, running a drop shot or something like that, you know, setting the hook and just that mullets, mullets just flowing, you know, the big old right. mustache, and you know, it just says Seth Fighter, you know, on the front or something, and on the back it says Twenty Twenty Bassmaster Elite Series, and it's got all of his sponsor,
1: right, yeah. you know,
0: sponsors for the year on the back or whatever. I would buy that and I would run that. And, and it's one more way that you're getting your sponsor's name in front of more people. I mean, I just, I, I can't believe that people haven't taken advantage of that. Because I, I really, truly think the similarities between dirt track racing and, uh, and competitive fishing is, there's so much, you know. I mean, these guys that are dirt track racing, like for say on the World of Outlaws, I mean, you know, they're they're literally going from town to town to town racing, right? And, you know, and I that's mean,
1: what and that's what the Bassmaster leads, or like take them for example. That's what these major tournament series are doing. They're going from town to town and doing that stuff,
0: right? And and I mean, you know, so you pull into you know Lake Gunnersville, and you know, a bunch of fans come up, and you know, you you happen to win a tournament or have a really good finish. You know, obviously in a non COVID year, like you say, just like going down to the pits, you go up to their pickup afterwards and they got a freaking Rubbermaid tote packed full of t shirts for 20 bucks. I mean, who ain't going to buy I, one?
1: And I think that maybe their minds are like, there's nobody that would do it. There well, is. But I mean, that's what I mean. Like with these, you go down to the pits after a World of Outlaw pit a race and stuff, and you're walking around and you're thinking, oh, they're just buying t shirts for their kids and stuff like that. No, there's adult grown men that you would think that that dude would not go up there and be like oh my god this is kyle Larson. hey kyle can i get to buy a t-shirt you know and all this stuff. yeah there they, they do. I mean, I mean they do they, fan, they do i mean the adult guys buying, fanboy more than the exactly kids exactly so uh, I, I think that you're honest I think, I think you know i think there's a market there you know bob downey past gas man you might want to get onto this
0: i just think of like somebody like you know uh, a Blake Shipper downtown with Rapid Graphics. Uh, that's who me and Matt use, you know, for all of our stickers and and whatnot. Uh, you know that we that we have for Midwest Angler. He's made our decals and whatnot. But uh, I mean, I just feel like this is something. You know, I I don't have the know-how, and I don't think you have the know-how of you know getting these images, you know, uh, right. cartoonized yep. or whatever. But uh, I mean, I just I really feel like you know. I would buy a Seth Fighter shirt. I would buy a Bill Lowen shirt. I would buy a Swim right, shirt. Right, so would but, I. And I would do it year after year Man, after year after year. I wouldn't year care if year. people
1: made fun of me because, dang it, I got the t-shirt. Piss on them. Right. I mean,
0: like, I just, you know, I mean, it's a cool shirt. Like, I mean, I like wearing fishing shirts. You know, I've got some Abu Garcia shirts. I've got some, you know, I've got all sorts of, you know, these fishing shirts. And when I'm not actually fishing, you know, say I'm, you know, just going out on a Saturday night chances are that I'm going to be wearing a fishing shirt, right. you know, or, or something like that. And I just feel like, you know, I could throw them in my, in my arsenal, just the same as my racing shirts. And,
1: uh, yeah, because if you're out, you're out and about and, you know, non sprint car fans will look at your shirt and be like, oh, I'm that, uh, whatever, you know, or right. they might be that's a, it's a neat looking shirt, but all of a sudden you come across another sprint car fan. They're like,
0: Hey, Logan yeah, Shuhart, yeah. hell oh, yeah, man, yeah. shark racing. Just and, like you would yeah. if
1: you're out fishing, you got one in t-shirts or out and about and you see another fisherman and be like, you like Seth
0: Fighter, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. I exactly. like old boy too. And so, so I mean, you might meet yeah. a new fishing buddy out of it. I mean, right. you know, the average person that doesn't follow the Bassmaster Elite Series or, or doesn't follow the NWT.
1: Right, John Hoyer out there wheeling and dealing shirts, Corey Springle. Right, I mean, right. I mean yeah. Max
0: Wilson. Like, I mean, right. you know, I mean, if you have somebody that walks up to you and is like, hey dude max wilson like that's
1: badass shirt like especially with the kids now that kids are really really starting to get into the fishing industry right. or just getting into the fishing itself i mean a dad and his kid or a mom and their kid are down at the down at a way in or something like that and you see that these guys have shirts for sale a lot of these professional fishermen you know their spouse travels with them so right. they could be sitting there selling t-shirts and yeah, pedal t-shirts i mean it's, back at the it's truck just and- a great way of you know a little in- extra in- income, you know? Right.
0: I mean, is the initial investment going to be a little bit? But, I mean, you know what? If the first year, if you buy 100 T-shirts, you know, okay. And and so you sell them out. But then you can call, right, turn right around. Right. I mean, if you set a $20 price on your T-shirts... You're always gonna. I mean, you're gonna be making money. Yep. You know. I mean, if you're only buying twenty T-shirts, you know that that printer might co- charge you, you know, fifteen, sixteen dollars. But I mean, if you're buying a hundred, you're gonna get them down in that ten, you know, ten dollar or less range. Exactly. And uh, you know, they don't have to be, you know, just the craziest. You know. There's racing T-shirts that don't even have a freaking sprint car They're on, on it. You know it what could I mean? Just, it just say
1: your name if, I and mean, most of them have like a logo. You know, like right. Mark Daniels Junior. You know, you got the MDJ and yeah, stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, if there's a few people that like travel together, you have like your own little group or something like that. I right? Mean, you
0: could have just a big. You know, I know, like you said, Woo Tungsten does it. But, I mean, you could have just a big mustache on the front of a shirt and on the back it could say Seth Fighter Fishing 2020 Bassmaster Elite Series and, you know, go down, you know, Humminburg, Rapolo, you know, all that stuff. And I just feel like it
1: would work. Especially now with, like, social media the way it is, and they're always talking about how they're trying to grow their brand. I mean, what a a great way to grow your your brand, T-shirts. I mean...
0: Be the first guy to do it. And and if anyone's happening to listen to to us here and uh, you know, I, I I'm sure, you know, obviously Seth Fighter isn't listening to this podcast. I don't think Bob Downey's listening to this podcast. I don't think Max Wilson or Corey Sprangler or John Hoyer are listening to this podcast. But if you're one of those dudes that that, you know, is fishing on one of those tournament, you know, a bigger tournament series, and all of a sudden you're sitting here like, you know what, like reach out to us because like I will buy your t-shirt yeah. even if I've never heard of you like I don't even care like I want to be one of the first people to rock a, a, a fishing shirt and and I mean well I'll buy it I'll buy a, a few of them and we'll give a couple away here on the podcast and and we'll promote it for you like I mean I think it'll work I just wish somebody would do it and,
1: uh, I think it's a great idea. Something I've never really thought of.
0: You know, this is one of the first times ever in the whole entire, like my whole entire life, our whole entire friendship, that you've looked at me and said, "Hey, Scott, I think you've got a good idea." <laughs> Most of the time, you're like, "You are freaking insane."
1: <laughs> Besides a yeah, podcast, I just um, even then, it's just like, okay. <laughs> this time, I was like, "Yeah, I like yeah. this." I didn't even give so you that, that probably means well, that it's not going to work. Well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It could what? but uh, <laughs> No, yeah. that's I, I think it's I think we're on to something right yeah, there.
0: I like it. I like the thought of it. But uh
1: maybe you can be somebody's like agent. Yeah. I'll be their agent. I'll be personal.
0: You know, I'm gonna travel with the Bassmaster Elite series. Maybe and I'm gonna have a truck. Maybe yeah. I'm gonna have a truck. I need to reach out to these guys Com- and yeah. say, Hey, can I license some shirts for you? I will give you two bucks for, you know, each shirt that I sell, and I'm gonna have a T shirt trailer that just follows around and people are going to come to my website scott's tees and uh scott's, <laughs> scott's tees right like it. yeah it sounds good i mean <laughs> who wouldn't want to buy a shirt from scott's tees but uh you know then i'll i'll give them two dollars for each shirt they don't even got a you know whatever
1: god i'd buy you a lot of gas station pizza
0: oh god dang it i would love some more gas of, station pizza. a lot of code
1: reds and <laughs> mondew <my> code <laughs> reds and cases pizza
0: golly the thought of the thought of that Gas Station Pizza and Code I almost swore there. I was so excited. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But Well, anyways, uh, Bassmaster Elite Series is uh, coming this week with a, a tournament, Gunnersville, um, in the fall. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's obviously something that doesn't happen very often. You know, when people think of Gunnersville, they think of you know february march yep. you know early, early. on in the year Yep. well and even with all the, just
1: any of the tournaments right right usually we've the, never had these fall right. tournaments and but usually we don't get the fall tournaments and it, it's kind of fun to have something to kind of occupy your time a little bit and it's going to be interesting to see what happens
0: yep yep and uh yeah obviously with covid this is this is what's working this year and uh i'm just pumped that you know everyone's getting their fishing in yet and oh uh, yeah so whatever uh but if you're in the fantasy fishing uh Get your lineup set because it's, uh, I think it's probably going to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday Something deal like, like normal. So, uh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I could pull my phone up right now and look at it, but I'm not even gonna figure it out for yourself. But, uh,
1: no, yeah. get those lineups set. Yep. It'll be like I said, it's going to be fun to see it. Usually, you like the ice is starting to come off the lake, so you're kind of like right getting ready for it, so it gets you pumped up. But this time of the year, it's like you start thinking about other things and it'll kind of keep your mind on yeah, it.
0: So. Yeah, for sure. Do you think the swim uh the swim jig's gonna swim baits gonna the
1: swim bait? Yeah, gonna I play. A, I think so, maybe a big Bi- spoon.
0: Bill Lowen and uh maybe uh Zaldane gonna kind
1: of It's so hard to see I don't know like fall tournaments. This is the fun right? thing about it like it's uncharted to, waters. No like one trying knows. Trying to guess for, you know, or trying to pick people and it's probably, it's like, yeah, it sets up totally different than they've been there in years past. So
0: You know, everyone's like, oh, man, it's going to be some grinding, or, you know, a grinder tournament, you know, whatever. I don't think it's going to.
1: I'd love to see Gerald Swindle win on his home water. Nice. And just to see him get a win. Yep, first elite. year
0: back, and I, yeah, that'd be sweet. Level. That'd be sweet.
1: Did you see his new TikTok video that he just oh, put out? Oh, God,
0: he's on TikTok?
1: Well, it was, no way. Yeah, it was one of these videos. I, I saw it on social media, oh, but geez. you know that Cardi B song, WAP? He did, he did his own version of it. Oh, geez. But, like, with the bass fishing. <laughs> it's oh, just like gosh. It's just, like, little, it's just, like, a quick, like, little, like, 15, 20-second clip. But it's just hilarious because it's him. We'll have to watch it here after we're done here. That dude is insane. Yeah, he's always crazy doing that. Uh, so. I think he's right. saying, that I got some poles in this house. I got some poles in this house. I don't
0: even know the the WAP song, but I saw D. Snide posted about it today, about how last year everyone was, uh, um, offended over baby it's cold outside now wop is the number one <laughs> song in the country like oh huh, that's kind of weird how that happens but yeah whatever um, So yeah good news story matt
1: good news story i i owe everyone two. i owe You're everyone, two. Two. I owe everyone two. two. i thought I've i was got, off the hook this week and that you had two of them oh that's
0: how that's why you i i thought i was gonna have two today and you were still gonna have your one but uh i've got my one I've got my one. I still owe everybody one more. And so next week, maybe, or maybe here in the next 20 seconds, I'll think of a different one. But uh, my son came home from the NICU after 52 days. Uh, he came home on Friday, this last Friday. Um, 52 days in the NICU. He's settling in at home really good. Uh, big Slate Sturman, future Bassmaster Classic champion. Uh, him and him and his other brother, Grady, over there. They'll be like playing. the Lee boys. Yeah, Grady's playing... Uh, playstation right in front of us right now yeah
1: poor grady he's he's tied for second for the ugliest in the house now
0: tied for second yep so me and grady are, are tied yep really yeah. well that was Slate, nice that, that i didn't just automatically right. get third place i <laughs>
1: wanted to say that but i mean sitting here you looking can. at you you already
0: put it on facebook you jack <laughs> <laughs> Nope, no but uh so that i don't know i'm uh, just I bet
1: you can't t- i don't i can't have come up with a better story than that it's awesome to see him i got to meet him just now so yep that's pretty seven cool. seven that's and, and a, a half, half
0: pounds battled back from uh three and a half so uh yeah he's just rocking and rolling he's
1: like you doubled his weight almost doubled his weight in <laughs> 50 days <laughs> <laughs> taking after the old man <laughs>
0: that's funny <laughs> i i have i've put on i've put on like 10 15 pounds in like the past two months and i think i it's, can't tell no honestly i have but i think you know i mean you eat well, like always, you drive, right. you drive up to Sioux Falls and you sit in the freaking NICU room, and you know you you either go down to the cafeteria there where I'm just freaking gorging on burgers and everything, <laughs> feel like a freaking jumbo purge. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know, I mean, you you get up there late after work or whatever, and it's like, golly, I can't go down to the cafeteria and spend forty minutes of you know the two hours that I can be here, right. whatever. So you get fast food on the way home, and I don't know, it's just. I mean, I've loved every second of it, but it's been a melee of fast food and just eating dirty and drinking way more pop than what I should, like barely awake and whatnot. But uh so yeah, early, that's a that's living Rand. That's so, living.
1: So early, ice might be a little later for you <laughs> yeah. this year. Guys, I'm going to have to wait a couple more days. God, you just staying on the shore. We'll
0: Normally, I'm good with two and a half <laughs> inches, but this year, I'm going to need four.
1: Uh, thank be, God for the, float suits. That'll be one of those those pictures that you see that everybody shares this time of year you know <laughs> average foot, human scott so, you know foot traffic snowmobiles six inches scott eight <laughs> eight gonna need eight. <laughs> oh man you're freaking dirty dog we'll get you there we'll yeah. get you down into your fighting weight
0: <laughs> <laughs> my old playing weight yeah oh man so well i guess uh, that is episode 92 we will see you next week on episode 93 later